Hey, on today's podcast, we're going to find out why it's so difficult to change. I've got two secrets that you don't want to miss. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart who want to be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real-life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and, ultimately, your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Hey there, I'm so glad you could join me for more faith, more life, and I want to talk today about mm, how to be transformed, knowing something you want to do, you want to be different, you want to do different with your life, but you don't know what to do. And and now this is a little different. I've talked before about you know there's something wrong and it has nothing to do with anybody else, you just want to change. Now this this is a little different because this is like you're in a relationship with somebody Maybe you're dating, maybe you're married, maybe you've been married a long time. And the person you're married to, the person you're in relationship with is sort of giving you the idea that you need to make some changes. You know what I'm saying? And even at work, you know, you get to work and that person seems like they're getting along and that person is advancing and they've got more friends and you, you know, you don't have that many friends. You don't have that much support. And you think, no, oh, what's wrong? I ought to do better. I ought to do better. And as a parent, you look and you see somebody else's kids, you know, and their kids seem to be perfect and yours like, what? And you think, I need to do better with my kids. And so the list goes on and on, obviously, when we look and we say, I need to do better, but this is not you really doing it. It's the pressure from the outside, but you're not really arguing with it. It's just you're stuck and say, eh, I'll try to do better. Have you ever said that? I'll try to do better. I'll try to do better. Well, that means you're not, you know, that means you're not going to do better. You're not going to get more life out of that. You're not going to do better. You might appear to really you know, do better, but you got to really decide, I want to do better. And so I'm going to give you some keys here, some secrets to how to do better. When you say, I want to try to do better, what do you need to do? What's wrong and what can you try? All right. Well, the first thing uh, I want to mention to you is one of the things that we do not realize is how strong, uh, can I call it spirits, but like family spirits, family influence the way you were brought up the way your family even not your immediate even your parents brothers and sisters when the when your parents were growing up and on both sides you've got all this coming down and all this influence that you don't realize you had but that's quite a few years you know if you lived at home till you were let's say 18 or 21 that's a lot of years to be at home and 
those influencers are there. Your parents were locked in. They were probably thinking the same thing. I wish I could do better. I wish I was a better dad, a better mom, a better parent, a better person. And they wished and they would try harder, but they still got stuck too. And, you know, we loved them. We're not no, not saying we didn't love them or we, you know, anything like that. But they're frustrated people who would have liked to do better and they get older and the kids move out of the house kids have their own kids and you get older and you're a grandparent and now you're starting to think about i'm not going to be on this earth forever and you start thinking i could have done better i could have done more and so you start having some i don't know maybe your regrets a little thoughts of i could have done more and i could be closer to my kids closer to my grandkids i could have been closer to my wife or or my husband, closer to my large family, I mean extended family, whatever it is. And, and, and I could have done better. So go back with me and think, all right, the roots of your family in, you know, the, 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 some people say family spirits, but just family influence is so strong that we don't realize how strong. And so we're trying to do better. We want to, I want to be a better dad, let's say. I'm going to try to do better. And I can't figure out why I can't do better. Because the influence of my dad and probably his dad and his dad are similar, similar through there. And now I'm similar. And it's just rooted in me so much that I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know. And uh, our parents, moms, daughters... Uh, moms on sons, everything, right? Influence, even brothers and sisters, but sometimes it's our parents' brothers and sisters influence them. And so the family spirit or the family influence is so strong that we're stuck because we don't realize that's what it is. We're not trying to change it. We're going to try to do better. Well, how do you do better? You've got to think through what are the things that you are influenced by probably how to raise your children. You're probably not raising your children like they should be as much as you could, but you are raising your children the way your parents raised you. You're getting giving them the attention level that you got. You're taking them to places that you think would be fun for them, like your parents took you places, and your parents gave you gifts because you thought that'll satisfy not spending as much time. So here I'm going to let a gift, a big gift. I'll spend more money and give them a big gift. So, so you do the same thing. Well, I'll just give more gifts. I'll buy more things. I'll give them more toys, you know, that we have today, like, you know, entertainment and, and all the electronic things that we have to do. I'll give them those things. And I'll show them how much I love them. And so I'll just, I don't want to interfere with their phone time because I want to show them how much I love them. And I don't want to interfere with their entertainment. So I'm going to show them how much I love them. And then I'm going to do the same thing with my wife or my husband. I'll, I'll buy something and, and uh, you know, I'll say I love you, but I don't know. She just doesn't act like she hears it anymore. Oh, what am I doing wrong? Well, that's probably exactly the way your parents were. And you need to break that in your life and wake up to it and say, I don't have to be stuck the way I was raised. So instead, you pick out somebody that you think is doing better than you, somebody that has a, is a better example, somebody that's got a better marriage, right? Somebody that's doing better financially, whatever it is that you're stuck in, and you have to learn from somebody else.
That's why church is so great because there's a lot of people in a church and you've got some struggling, but then you've got other people there that probably are doing good and they did good with their kids. And uh, like in my life, I, I'm so blessed as a uh, dad and a grandfather that I have all my kids with me. I get to see them all the time. We all love each other. We're supportive. We all go to church together. Uh, and you know, you may think, well, what's that? It's just doing that together. And we're happy together. We love each other. We speak, we very seldom do we ever hear an unkind or upset with each other word. Very, very rare. I don't even know. I can't remember any. And you see that, well, you find a person like that and you say, I'm going to go find out what they did. What did you do? What do you do with your kids? What did you do with them when they were this age or that age? How did you handle them when they were teenagers and they wanted to drive a car and you got worried or they're just on the phone too much back then or now they're on their phones too much now texting and they're just out of control with it. I don't, I don't know what to do. How do I get them back? How do I get love back? How do I get relationship with my wife back? Find a good marriage. Somebody's doing it right. There's a happy wife out there somewhere that's, that's not superficial. It's real. Okay, so that's the one way that you can break the power of influence that wasn't, it wasn't evil and it wasn't bad. It's just not enough. And you're stuck in it and you don't know why. You need another example. And your parents probably did the best they could do. Grandparents did the best they could do with their kids, you know, all that stuff. But they didn't know. And so you just change examples. Go find someone that is successful where you want to be successful. I know people who are struggling in their marriage, they make the biggest mistake. You know, you find they're, 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 they're on the edge, they're thinking about divorce and it's going so terrible. And then there they are, where do they go? They find somebody else that's on the edge of divorce and, and talk to them about their problems and share, well, this is how I feel about my marriage. And then, well, this is how I feel. And so, you know, they're compatible because they're in a, two marriages that aren't working why do that? Go have coffee with somebody that's got a great marriage that's working for them, that's been married a long time or successful with kids, whatever it is you're dealing with. Go find somebody that it's working for and spend time with them. And they won't mind. There's somebody out there that won't mind. Mentoring and helping is big in our culture today. Maybe at work there's somebody, maybe there's a boss or somebody that can help you. Now, there's one more thing I want to tell you that's just so powerful before we end this part. And that's the, this is amazing. This is not just the influence of our parents, but just flat instinct that's in our culture. There's instincts. Now, I uh, mentioned the other day to someone, they said, what's instinct? I said, well, you know, a bird builds a nest by instinct, right? Dogs do things by instinct. Cats do things. I have cat. We have cats. They do things. You don't even know why they do it. Why do they act like they act? They have instincts. How do they figure stuff out by instinct? Well, humans don't need to live by instinct. We're beyond that, right? We have reasoning. We've got a mind that can think and reason and go way beyond the animal kingdom, right? So the animal kingdom survives by instinct. Well, surprisingly, a lot of humans are living by instinct and don't realize it, all right? So they have the instinct when something goes wrong, then they have the instinct to immediately become fearful. 
it's not, it doesn't even have to be logical. They're not going through it like, is it logical for me? Is there anything I need to be afraid of right this minute? But instead, fear grips, grips them. That's why we talk about having more faith, growing in your faith. Faith is not an instinct to most of us because we didn't grow up around it. But we did grow up around fear, right? And so our, everybody knows fear. And so we get all of a sudden we lose our job. And what happens? Fear. And not only that, fear sets into us. Fear sets into the family, maybe. And uh, it grips you, fear. It's an instinct that you don't have to have. So many people are living by instinct. Now, if you really want to know an instinct and see it work, and if, you're, if you go to church or you've ever been to church, well, you don't even have to go to church. It, it can be, let's say you go to a football game, and it happens to be a coach that likes to pray before the game. They, they're still out there. So he gets the team. He doesn't say anything, doesn't tell anybody what to do. All he says is, let us pray. And instinct in our culture kicks in. And what happens? He and everybody around that hears it and all the players automatically, nobody tells you to do it, right? They bow their head. They close their eyes. Some of them fold their hands. And there's, it's, they just do it by instinct. An instinct is in our culture. It wasn't in the Jewish culture. It wasn't in the Hebrew culture. It's not even in the Bible. So it's by instinct. People do that. Go to a restaurant and you, you, you can tell the Christian group, right? If they're real, real, real strong Christian, you know, they're really wanting to do everything right. And you're sitting there and you're eating your food and you look over and there's a group and they got their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Maybe they're even holding hands or whatever. But you go, oh, well, they're Christians because they had, but nobody told them to bow their heads. They didn't say, okay, everybody, uh, don't worry about us. We're going to bow our heads here for a second and have a word of prayer and uh, close our eyes. Nobody has to say that. Everybody knows, oh, they're praying. Their heads bowed, their eyes are closed, they're praying. You don't even have to hear them. And so we have things by instinct, even spiritual instinct, even activity that you don't even have to tell people about. You don't have to learn about. And so you have instincts. You go to fear. You go to anxiety. You turn angry. You get angry at certain things. Nobody has to tell you to get angry. You don't even think about getting angry. Bang! It's, it's like an instinct. It's like a fundamental thing inside you. And so uh, try it out on yourself. Uh, it'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Uh, if you're ever around religion enough, I hope you are, where people pray, and especially great at church or at a restaurant, it's real good too, is that somebody says, let us pray. And you're the one that does what Jesus did. You know, Jesus did. It says he lifted up his eyes and gave thanks. So he looked up, probably had his hands up too, because one time he was lifting up, you know, bread. And, and so he probably had his hands up and he had his eyes up. His eyes were open and he's looking up in the air. I like that anyway. We always say heaven's up. Why not look up, right? So I think that's hilarious too. All Christians, you ask a little kid, which way's heaven? They point up. Which way's hell? They point down. Then now let us pray and everybody looks down. Why do they look down? They just, you just said hell's down there. Why don't we look up? Well, it's instinct. It's in us. You're not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. But you can't have a little fun with it. Next time you're at church and uh, you're in a group, you're in a little prayer group or whatever, let us pray. And everybody bows their head and closes their eyes. You look, lift up your head and just look in the sky. Maybe lift up your hand. And just keep your eyes open. They don't know what to do. And you're going to feel really, really awkward. 
And if we have anybody that peeks, they close their eyes, but they still peek, you know, they're going to see you do it and they're going to feel awkward. So listen, my point being is there's a whole lot of things going on inside of you that doesn't have to go on inside of you. Get a better example. Learn to break all every instinct like I automatically I automatically bow my head I automatically get angry I automatically get fearful I automatically turn and say something I shouldn't say it's just you know you don't have to be that way you're almost living like an well the animal kingdom right by instinct because I I can do certain things around animals and I know what they're going to do right I know what my cats are going to do right and so it's by instinct and so you want to break that and there's a power. And if you can't do it on your own, when you pray, even if you do bow your head, pray for some help. Read the Bible. Be stronger. You know, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in his power. Have you tried that? Have you used that? Have you gone to that place instead of anger? Instead of fear, you go to faith and you build up your faith. You know, you could just read some faith scriptures or uh, in Hebrews 11 talks a lot about faith, the chapter 11. Or find some people of faith. Find somebody that's in, in a church or community that's going through what you're going through and uh, let them tell you their story of faith because more faith, the more faith you get, the more life you're gonna get. And Jesus came that we would have life to the fullest measure. And most people are not even close to that, but you can get there. So all you have to do, Make a determination. I'm not going to be led by instinct. I am not an animal. I'm not my dog. I'm not my cat. I'm not a horse. I'm a human being that doesn't have to be led by snap, snap, snap. Here I go, right? So come on, get your faith going. You'll get more life going. You can do this. So start it today and get it right. <laughs>